Capital Allocators is brought to you by 10 East, an investment platform for sophisticated investors to access private markets. 10 East brings benefits of having your own family office without the cost and headaches of doing so. It's founded and led by Michael LaFell, former deputy executive managing member of Davidson Kempner. Michael and his investment team offer members the opportunity to co-invest by offering at their discretion. Michael and his team source, diligence, and commit material personal capital to each investment. The opportunities shared on the Tennis platform offer exposure to private credit, real estate, niche venture and private equity, and other idiosyncratic investments that typically aren't available through traditional channels. The principals have over a decade track record of investing in these types of exposures across more than 350 transactions. Post-investment, the Tendies team conducts ongoing monitoring and reporting, just as you'd expect from an institutional investment organization. I've known Michael for about a decade, and after becoming impressed by the quality of Tendies offerings, its research process, and high-quality investment team, I became an advisor to the organization and investor in multiple offerings. You can learn more and join me as a member at 10east.co. That's the number 10, east.co. Capital Allocators is brought to you by SRS Aquium. Since 2007, SRS Aquium has been obsessed with a single purpose, to simplify the administration of M&A deals so that deal parties and their advisors can focus on bigger issues. SRS Aquium was the pioneer in professional shareholder representation, digital M&A payments, and online stockholder solicitation, and they continue to raise bars and set industry standards. Case in point, their new VDR, which is changing the way deal parties think about virtual data rooms. No more tracking down thumb drives or asking how the VDR bill got so high. SRS Aquium keeps deal documents securely stored on the cloud for as long as you want for one flat rate. And working with SRS Aquium means you get the simplicity and stability of a single best-in-class partner from the pitch book through the last dollar out. 50% of U.S. private equity firms and 40% of venture capital firms worldwide count on SRS Aquium to optimize their deal process. To learn more about how SRS Aquium is simply the smartest way to run a deal, head to srsaquium.com. That's S-R-S-A-C-Q-U-I-O-M dot com. Hello, I'm Ted Seides, and this is Capital Allocators. This show is an open exploration of the people and process behind capital allocation. Through conversations with leaders in the money game, we learn how these holders of the keys to the kingdom allocate their time and their capital. You can keep up to date by visiting capitalallocatorspodcast.com. A few months ago, through a confluence of events, an idea came to me to share some conversations with great capital allocators that I've been fortunate to know from my time in the business. I lined up my first three guests, and I didn't know what would happen from there. Taking this journey without goals or expectations was new for me, and it's been really fun. Listening to each guest live has allowed me to start picking up great frameworks and common threads across conversations. I've always been a big fan of movie previews, and often longed for a feature-length movie full of just great previews of upcoming attractions. 
So to bring this idea home, I created the short highlight reel with excerpts from a number of past episodes. My first unexpected surprise in these podcasts came from the answers to one of my closing questions. That question is, what is your favorite thing to do that's a complete waste of time? I thought of the question because I had developed a sleep-depriving tendency to watch reruns of Fast and Furious movies when I crawled into bed. At times, it crushed my desperately needed sleep, and eventually I had to rectify the situation by removing my television from the bedroom. As time-consuming vices go, it felt pretty harmless, but I was curious what others would reveal in answer to the same question. Some of my guests followed my lead. Andy Golden took the one waste of time he simply can't justify. What is your favorite thing to do that is a complete waste of time? I There's a particular solitaire game called Spider Solitaire that is a guilty pleasure because every time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, oh my God, I know. There's no justification for this. And unlike the classic... <laughs> Klondike solder, whatever it's called. Th- this one has a little bit more skill to it, uh, emphasis a little bit. I would choose that over some other activities because there's, you know, like I could say, I like stand-up paddleboarding, but that's not a waste of time. That is you know, making me healthier. You know, I. Yeah, well, um, you are a stand-up guy. I am a stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah. But as a born and bred Yankee fan, I can't imagine a bigger waste of time than Steve Galbraith's response. Watch the Red Sox on TV. <laughs> I would agree that that is a complete waste of time. Okay. Sports came up quite a bit, and I had a much greater affinity to Andre Perold and Larry Koshard's responses. Andre said, Back to golf. I love, I'm always struggling. It's a, it, as any golfer knows, it's a struggle. And putting often just doesn't work. And I will go and research new putters, buy new putters, and find the problem is the six inches between the ears, not the putter. And talk about a waste of time. That's what it is. But it's great fun. And Larry touched on another summertime pleasure of mine. I love tennis. And I used to be an okay tennis player. And as I've gotten older, my, my body's gotten more decrepit. I play <laughs> substantially less tennis. But I love to watch tennis. I love to watch it live. I love to, if I just go want to relax at home and in the evening, I will turn it to the tennis channel and just watch a tennis match. And I take a lot of joy of, of just watching tennis. But aside from these four, I started noticing a repeated pattern from my guests. I suspect you may have picked up listening to the show, but I can tell you it was readily apparent in their facial expressions. Over and over, my guests discussed some thing that they do, which taken on its own certainly could be perceived as a waste of time. But each time, as they spoke the words of that thing, an expression of awareness came over their face. They realized in the moment that even if the thing itself was unimportant, it was nevertheless an incredibly important part of who they wanted to be. And taken in that light, it wasn't a waste of time at all. From Josh Brown and Jeff Solomon, the thing was taking downtime. Here's Josh's answer. I play Candy Crush. I, cause, cause I don't, I'm not on, like, I don't have, like, the good drugs. Like, I'm not on Wellbutrin or, uh, Abilify or, I probably, like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, natural. So the only way I could take my mind off the millions of things going on. Candy um, Crush. Is, 
It's so stupid. It's, it's, it's your yoga and meditation wrapped into one. I Look, I read, but honestly, like, uh, I'm on the train home at like 6 o'clock. I've been at it since 5 in the morning. Like, I wake up and I start my blog and the whole spiel. Like, at 6 o'clock, I should be reading a book. I just can't. Like, I literally can't, like, three words in, and I'm, like, thinking about everything else. So, like, that's an example of something. I don't know if it's a waste of time, though, because... Like it relaxes me. It's yeah. so dumb, but whatever. It's, you know, it gets me. It gets me through the day. And Jeff's answer had a similar theme. Wow, a complete waste of time. Sure, yeah, I'd have to really think about that. I, I like to. I, you know, I, I like to sit out back and smoke a cigar. I don't think it's a waste of time. So it's hard for. I got to think about this though. I, I, there, I love to take uh, downtime. You and I have talked about this. I, so I used to think that was a waste of time. If I'm not doing something, I'm wasting time. And the reality is, like, watching a TV show and vegging, there's something really relaxing about that. Sitting out back and smoking a cigar and thinking, 40-year-old me would be like, why are you wasting time? There's tons of stuff to do. And the 50-year-old, one-year-old me is like, wow, I can't wait to do that because I have so many things I want to think about with the business, with my life, with my kids, with my wife. And I treasure that. So I, I, don't, I don't think I waste time. I, I just think I choose to do things to nourish myself intellectually or spiritually. I can honestly say I don't think I waste time. I, I can't think of one thing I do that, does, that I would say is, you know, it's a waste of time. Another common thread came from seemingly useless things my guests did with their kids. Jenny Heller came to the realization of who she wanted to be as she was giving her answer. Um, my favorite thing to do that is in some ways a complete waste of time is probably doing art with my daughter, Kira. Uh, we actually oh, spent Mother's Day. That is the sweetest <laughs> non-waste of time I think I've heard on any of these podcasts. Um, we, we spent Mother's Day uh, with Sidewalk Chalk, you know, just make creating beauty in in a little park by our house and it was so joyful for both of us and it, you're right it isn't a waste of time because it's tremendous quality time with her and it also engages another part of my brain um, it's the wonderful thing about having kids is that they remind you that there's beauty in the world in ways that you forget to see every day as i'm saying this it isn't a waste of time at all and brett barth came to the same realization play flight simulator with my sons wow you sit there and you fly a plane from airport to airport, and it's uh, it's interesting. They both love it. I love doing it with them. They is, don't that on the, is that a, a computer it's on game? X plane for the Mac. X plane for the Mac. There you go. Wow, that's a good one. But um, those are hours I'll never get back. That's true. But it's high quality time with my sons. For Mario Therian, it was Legos with his son. I have a son that's six, just turned six years old, so I think that. Making Lego Legos with him, Lego uh, building blocks, is is something that. So he's six, and but I, I'm cheating a bit, so I'm buying boxes for twelve plus years old. So that makes me participate with him quite a bit, and I'm sort of the the. He's the builder, and I'm the architect. So that's fun. And Bull Gerfine managed to bring the art of making slime into a perspective on life. My favorite thing to do that. I, I guess depends on how you define it as a complete waste of time is just playing with my daughter. And um, I would say it's not a waste of time because you know, I've got a great relationship with my daughter. But I, like yesterday, 
my daughter wanted to figure out how to make slime. So we went online and we figured out how to make slime. And, uh, she loved it. The, the fact that she actually created this thing was an amazing. But I remember as we were doing this, like, oh, my gosh, this is wasting so much time. And the reality is it wasn't. And so I think in general, whenever you do something with someone else, it's not a waste of time. I think doing things by yourself, uh, if you're not developing yourself, reading or something like that, that is a waste of time. So I try to always do things with my daughter, so I'm not wasting time. It's an excuse for not wasting time. Chris Duvos managed to combine both things, taking downtime and time with his son. Well, waste of time is all relative. I will say the thing that takes up a lot of time, because I don't want to call it a waste. I coach Little League, which is, as we say in California, hella fun. And particularly, I pitch batting practice. I think I'm going to be the first little league coach ever to require Tommy John surgery. (laughs) But it's like this great, like here I am, I'm like all stressed out about company X that's flailing or, you know, company B that's getting traction, but you know, is going to get overpriced the next round or, or the fact that, you know, we're going to bow before our robot overlords in 10 years. And will we have universal basic income and, you know, how are people going to live? I, who even knows? And, you know, I get to throw strikes and that just clears the mind like nothing else. And Charlie Ellis seemed to have the answer right away, as he often does. I confess to you, I can't answer the question. I basically don't do anything that's not, in my own best estimate, fairly productive. I mean, you laugh, you'd say, well, what do you mean? Well, first of all, I'm not a great athlete, so I don't go out and use up a lot. I don't play golf. I do like to exercise, so I've got a machine down in the basement, and I do that every chance I get. I used to play tennis with Linda quite a lot, but I've got a detached retina, so I don't have depth perception, so I send the ball in all kinds of funny directions, (laughs) and that takes some of the fun out of that game. But basically, I really am in that happiest of all positions, and Confucius put it just right. He said, if you find work you love to do, you'll never work again. And I quit working at 30. I haven't done anything that I don't really enjoy doing. But my friends would all say, that's ridiculous, you work all the time. I'm playing all the time. I just have too much fun doing the things that I'm doing, Ted. Honestly, I just really enjoy it. With great consistency, each guest reflected on an expected closing question by manifesting that who they are as a person is what matters, not actually what they did at all. In this performance-driven industry comprised of so many intelligent and highly motivated people, perhaps it shouldn't have been a surprise that the doing was on the tip of their tongue and the being required a few seconds of reflection. Jeff Solomon summed up this theme brilliantly in answer to a question about advice he would give someone just starting their career. Jeff said, It's your life. And you can either look at that one of two ways. Oh my God, it's my life and I have no idea what I'm going to do. Or, oh my God, it's my life and I have no idea what I want to be. And my encouragement would be to choose the latter. It's not, it's not what you do that matters, per se, but who you are that matters. So the next time you do something that feels like a waste of time, take a step back and think for a moment about how what you did was a positive reflection of who you are. Maybe everything does happen for a reason, and maybe, like my guests, you'll find that the thing wasn't a waste of time at all. I'd love to get your feedback on this short-form retrospective. You can reach me at capitalallocatorspodcast.com slash contact. I've got one last nugget on this short episode. 
I want to give a special thanks to the small group of you that kindly took a few minutes of your time to write a review on iTunes. We're up to 30 people now, and I'd welcome you to join the little club. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.